The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are so excited you're joining us today here in July. Sam is on vacation, so we have got Dennis and Big Jim Graham with us today. On a, We're going to continue this topic on what's a Christian man. Mm. And uh, a lot of folks, when we're <laughs> talking about what well, we do, the Masculine Journey radio show, where they have that question, what exactly is a Christian man? And so we're actually on part four this week of what that is. So our first yeah. show that we did on What's a Christian Man, Sam, was on? Sam's not here. Oh, Dennis. <laughs> Are you saying it? But if Sam were here, he would say compassion. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we talked about in that show how important it was to get men's names right. That's and, right, and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we got all that straightened out. <laughs> and the sh- do you remember the second show, uh, Jim, what we talked about? I think you just put me on the spot. And uh, I do want to say it is the same word I couldn't come up with last week when you asked me that. It was strength. So, yeah, the first hmm? the first one was compassion. And then the idea was, unfortunately, a lot of people take compassion or you know kindness for weakness. And so... Mm-hmm. We we our second show was on strength, and then last week Dennis was last week was delight. How's well, a Christian man delight in God? Go ahead, Jim. Never mind. Now that I have your name right, you can go ahead. No, your viewpoint on those three shows, you know, to give us a little summation there. What would you say? For some reason, I was thinking there were four, but uh, the summation was that we could play for me at least we could play with this subject for the rest of our lives and yeah and we will <laughs> not all today though and today you know so we are we are on the fourth one Jim. and so you're right on that and the fourth aspect of a christian man that we are going to discuss and we're going to go there today is a christian man loves well loves others well and it's kind of interesting because we had the delight in God, and now we got to delight in others. Yeah. And how does that exactly look, and how does that play out? That may be the uh, today may be the hardest one in terms of getting a grasp of how a man, particularly a Christian man, what does that love look like? I mean, does it look like is it the old WWJD? What would Jesus do? Uh, is it is it a worldly look at love? You know, where do we fall with that? So it's going to be interesting to explore that. And so, as you might imagine, Robbie has a clip since I got to host today. <laughs> <laughs> that that is along the line of cars but i gotta you set think? this i gotta set this up yeah in that it's from the movie my cousin Vinny, and i hopefully you know as i grew up as a christian man i had some understanding of love joy peace patience kindness those kind of things as far as loving well mm-hmm. but what i really felt like when i started to come to boot camps i began to understand and that they taught me about loving other others well through the boot camp experience was to see that each of us reflects God's image in a very unique way. We are God's image bearers. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when we reflect that image in a unique way, that would be somebody's special sauce. It's their glory, so to speak. It's like, wow, they really shine when it comes to, and as a matter of fact, Howard, who's sitting in the other, he's our producer, I happen to know he is a really, really cool sports play-by-play announcer. That's his glory. Mm-hmm. And so when you see Howard doing play-by-play sports, I mean, you're looking at an image of how he reflects God. And so in the in the movie My Cousin Vinny, you know, Vinny <laughs> is up against Herman Munster as the judge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the movie, but that's kind of what's going on. And Herman Munster is, is, is a Southern judge in this particular case. And, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's trying to pay attention to this obviously New York gangster-sounding Vinny character. Mm-hmm. And Don't we know one of those? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> But Vinny is actually loving his girlfriend very well here, and I want you to see what's happened. Is he has determined what his girlfriend's glory, and it happens to be that she knows cars, and let me just tell you, I know a Buick Skylark and a Pontiac Tempest, and she did know cars. What she is saying is extremely accurate automotive information that she describes here. But in doing so, not only does Vinny love his girlfriend well and bring out her glory, but as you listen, it actually sets his nephew free who's who's up on murder charges or something along those lines so here we are my cousin Vinny on loving well Ghana Ms. Vito's expertise is in general automotive knowledge it is in this area that her testimony will be applicable now if Mr. Trotter wishes to voir dire a witness as to the extent of her expertise in this area I'm sure he's gonna be more than satisfied Ms. Vito, please answer the question. Does the defense's case hold water? No. The defense is wrong. Are you sure? I'm positive. How could you be so sure? Because there is no way that these tire marks were made by a 64 Buick Skylark. These marks were made by a 1963 Pontiac Tempest. Objection, Your Honor. Can we clarify to the court whether the witness is stating opinion or fact? This is your opinion? It's a fact. I find it hard to believe that this kind of information could be ascertained simply by looking at a picture. Would you like me to explain? I would love to hear this. (laughs) So would I. The car that made these two equal length tire marks had positive traction. Can't make those marks without positive traction, which was not available on the 64 Buick Skylark. And why not? What is positive traction? It's a limited slip differential which distributes power equally to both the right and left tires. The 64 Skylark had a regular differential, which anyone who's been stuck in the mud in Alabama knows you step on the gas, one tire spins, the other tire does nothing. Is that it? No, there's more. You see, when the left tire mark goes up on the curb and the right tire mark stays flat and even, well, the 64 Skylark had a solid rear axle. So when the left tire would go up on the curb, the right tire would tilt out and ride along its edge. But that didn't happen here. The tire mark stayed flat and even. This car had an independent rear suspension. Now, in the 60s, there were only two other cars made in America that had positive traction and independent rear suspension and enough power to make these marks. One was the Corvette, which could never be confused with the Buick Skylark. The other had the same body length, height, 
Width, weight, wheelbase, and wheel track as the 64 Skylark, and that was the 1963 Pontiac Tempest. And because both cars were made by GM, were both cars available in metallic mint green paint? They were. Thank you, Ms. Vito. No more questions. Thank you very, very much. You've been a lovely, lovely witness. <laughs> that, that is a oh, great... I mean, because it just brings back a lot of memories for me of the 64 Skylark and the 63 Pontiac Tempest. Jim, how about you? I mean, you got to admit, she was a lovely witness. Well, it was really funny because obviously nobody's going to take this young lady seriously, um, but he does, and he does it in a way that is so so beautiful that he sets her up as an expert. And I still, I mean, I forgot the movie, so I still expected her to, you know, not come across there, but he gave her all the glory and set her up and presented her as the expert she was and it was hilarious but like many of Robbie's rather bizarre choices of clips <laughs> this one marvelously points it out from a tangential direction <laughs> if that I, makes any sense you know the one thing I was thinking about Robbie was that uh, she kind of became more attractive to me as she started talking. And I was sitting here thinking about that. Why is that? Because I don't really like that accent that much. But if you put yourself in the place of he's bringing out her glory and her part of her identity is having this knowledge, then that kind of makes her attractive, doesn't it? It's, I, I'm not and trying I, to make this sexual. No, I'm saying it from a loving standpoint. It is, and yeah. I see it every week, Dennis, because you know I'm blessed to host Kingdom Pursuits. Mm-hmm. And so you see these people, they've never been on the radio before. They're nervous. They are terrified. It's actually the way I, part of the reason I originally came up with Robbie's Riddle was to come up with some punishing little things that, so people would relax. Mm-hmm. But when you see them go from whatever it is that they're nervous about being on the radio to talking about their passion, they get that same, you can see they're in their comfort zone. They're talking about something that they know and it's their special sauce. It's yeah. their glory. And you can see where God's given them something, a place to shine. Yeah, that's where their heart is. And you have a unique ability to bring that out. I've listened to those shows, and you, you do that well in terms of bringing that out of people. And you can tell when they start talking, man, they're just passionate about this, whatever it is they're involved in. And I really, really am so grateful. And, and Jim, did you discover that same kind of thing it, it, as you came to the boot camp that, wow, this is a way I can love my wife well, is to begin to see where it is that she reflects God. It is, and, you know, it's if we can bring out and we can take, and, and a big part of being loving is stepping back and letting others take the glory, be in the spotlight, be appreciated by others. And I saw that song, hopefully you didn't use it as an intro, but the wind beneath my wings, you know, often our love is very self-centered. But when we can put the other person first and let them be who they are and love them in that way, we're getting a lot closer to being like Jesus. 
Absolutely. And Jim, by the way, if I ever bring that song into a show, you have permission to shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Dennis, you had uh, recently a series that you've been studying on loving people well, and I love this new angle, an opportunity, and we don't have time to get to the clip that it's going to represent, but you can get started in setting up the idea of what what you've been learning here. Now, you're talking about the, uh, the, the client? scenario that we were talking about earlier yeah it actually came from a, a a brother in christ who i heard speaking on loving others well recently and it was interesting how he kind of brought out an issue about uh judging someone's identity so that's what we need to get at when we come back one of the things yeah we have a clip from the movie called drill bit when we come back so we're going to be drilling on into determining identity <laughs> And discovering how we can love others well is part of what a Christian man does. So much more coming up. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Sam, this November boot camp could literally change a lot of men's life. I talked to a lot of men, they're saying... They say they don't know what their place is in the grand scheme of things. They don't know how to behave as Christian men. God designed us for freedom, and it's coming up at this boot camp. It is. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register now. Just $169 early bird pricing for four amazing days. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Register now. That's loving people well and flying like an eagle there, Dennis. Yeah, and I think, uh, man, I went, I went back and listened to that song, which was like 1976 when Steve Miller Band did that song. That was back in our teen era. And I, I never heard that message that way before, that if, if it's the Holy Spirit that's leading you and you soar like an eagle, well, how do you soar like an eagle? Well, you're down here and you're loving others well. And I got this picture of this eagle soaring because, you know, God wants us to go into community, wants us to love others well. So how do we do that? Those are a few examples. You take care of the needy. That's a cool, a cool concept. Well, as I was studying the, the uh, anointing of Christ, which you'll find in Isaiah 11, it's just a chapter I just ponder on a great deal, that the third anointing that, that Christ gets is the anointing of counsel. Mm-hmm. And what I looked inside that word, the Hebrew word for counsel, Jim, I found this idea of purpose, that a counselor helps determine your purpose and get you on purpose, which we understand is obviously the delight in God and a lot of things, but it, it, it speaks to a lot of what we're talking about right here is that Jesus, how cool is that? I mean, he had anointing from the Spirit was going to rest on him to help us determine our purpose. And 
he, Jesus also told us our purpose, and it comes to my favorite topic, which is our topic this week. It's to love God, and loving God is obedient to God. That's how we show it. He said that multiple times. But the critical part is loving others. And you know, and just as you said that, I realized that, that, Jim, you were right, and, 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 Den- and Dennis, I'm just horribly wrong. There have been four, and this is the fifth. And the one that we left out was sub- being submissive. A Christian man is submissive. <laughs> so <laughs> you're still having a hard time with that. I interrupted you right in the middle of that. That was so good, Jim. Say it again. No, I appreciate you uh, jogging my memory because I was pretty sure I was. We had done four, and submission was in there. Except I had trouble coming up with the word. That's a word I don't like to do, so I don't like to remember it apparently. <laughs> but Submitting to God, obedience to God, Jesus said, and particularly in the Gospel of John here, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, what were his commandments? Jesus boiled it down to the greatest commandments are love God, love others. And all the Ten Commandments point to those, and many of the others do too. And if we can get our hearts around loving others and knowing what that means and read in the Bible about love, not the, you know, I love potato chips with my hamburger <laughs> kind of stuff, that's not love, but if we can put others before ourselves, if we can die to self and serve others, well, now there, we, we everything gotta, else falls in place. By all means, and we got we got this drill bit clip. That, yeah. that, that, can you set that up for us? Because it it's a, it points to what you talked about. Yeah, a I want to kind of put this together a little bit I because say, I hope you're talking to Dennis. Yeah, I haven't even heard of it. It kind of it kind of. Uh, well, I hadn't heard of it either, so I went and went and looked at this. So it was interesting to me because I've seen two examples. One is in this movie clip. I've seen and heard an example we were talking about before the break of how do you apply that in the real world. So I see one with a client that owes you money the story that I heard the other day and you know how do you how do you handle that situation without judging someone's identity and saying well they're just a low down crook and they're not going to pay me and all that you know how do you love well in that situation when you're running a business and then in drill bit you have this clip where these these three guys have had their first few days at high school they look kind of nerdy you know one of them's kind of heavy set and they're kind of nerdy sort of guys and they run into the bully the first couple of days they're in school, the Filkins guy, who's the school bully, and they run into a problem with him. So they send this letter or call this Soldier of Fortune magazine, and they end up talking to this guy called Drillbit that's like uh, he's not homeless, he's home free, according to him. And he gives them advice on how to handle this, and he talks about handling it in an entirely different way than these guys probably would have thought about, and this is how all that plays out in the movie. Well, you, you, right, he said to set up a common ground so yeah this a commonality man, a commonality he's going to go try to find out how to rap with these guys this is more <laughs> than cool. look if you're not ready to fight there is another alternative but i got to be honest with you only the strongest of warriors can pull this one off so difficult that most men most men tremble at its mere thought what is it what is it Love him. What? Love him. No, I don't know what's going through your head, Joe, but I'm not going to... 
When I'm talking about love, I mean compassion. I'm not going to... Shut up. And understanding. Find your commonality. Let them know you're more alike than different. Maybe that'll put out his fuse. And remember, guys, just because you don't see me doesn't mean I'm not there. I'll be there. Like a silent, deadly poltergeist. Thanks. Okay. All right, see you later, Joe. Remember, you're under my wing. Oh, no. Hi. We've been running and hiding all week. This is what Drillbit's been talking about, finding commonalities. He's rapping. You love to rap. You can do this. No, I can't. But you can. It's just like an eight mile. Who respects you? No, man, I'm afraid of him. I can't. He's crazy. You can do it, Ryan. Don't do it. I believe in you. You can do it. Stop, stop. What's up? <laughs> I want to rap with you. Let's flip the script, Ron, and hit that beat. Yo, this cool, fellas? Sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Yo, call me whatever you want, but you know I gets busy. I'm so bad. I'm the king of our city, like the Buddha. I'm Zenlock. Back in my band, I tell suckers, say hello to my little friend. Oh, man. This guy. <laughs> hey, meatball. Where's your spaghetti? Your rapping's like a nightmare, but I don't see Freddy. You best not even try to spit rhymes, dude, because when you spit, all I ever see is chewed up food. <laughs> yeah, that's how we roll. That's how we do. Uh, you know, uh, Drillbit <clears throat> sounded to me a whole lot like uh, Lightning McQueen. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was you know, just, you know, from the movie Cars. What can I say? Everything's cars in my brain. Yeah, and he could. You know, the first thing <laughs> the first thing I thought about, Jim, was I thought about Jesus. You know, the, it, kind of a weird example for Jesus, but the guy's out. He has no home. He's giving them advice, and the first thing he's saying is to love them, and it takes the real strength of a man to love someone. Now, we talked about this, Robbie, and the outcome didn't work for the bully right up front there. I think later on something happened, but it didn't work for him. He responded the same way he always responded. But I wonder what a difference it made in these kids' lives that they they approached it from a different manner. They called out something and found a common ground to uh, reach this guy rather than trying to figure out a way to gang up on him and beat him up. So different way of loving. And, and you know, one thing's for sure, the kid could rap. I mean, <laughs> he was okay. <laughs> I'm he talking about okay. the bully could rap. Yeah, I mean, he rap. was yeah. he he. That was a very funny rap that you know he put together after. You know, that, that whole... I didn't think the little chubby kid was that bad either. That was a good rap. <laughs> but again, they're, they're, they're meeting him at his identity. You know, not judging him, meeting him at his identity. And I thought that that was just a... You know, how hard it is to do that, particularly with people that... It's real easy to love well on people that you get along with or people that you like. What about someone that's a bully? What about someone you don't get along with? What about someone like... I live with a bunch of guys that are homeless and have these different ways of looking at things. How do you love them? Well, and one of the things that we talked about, um, Dennis and I did, you know, before the show, was that sometimes you love on people and you you let go of the outcome, mm -hmm. like the lady that or the client that owed him more money, whatever the situation that yeah. she, you know, he was left. That how do I do this and let go of the you know effect of what happens? C could you speak to that one a second, Jim? 
I will give it my best shot. But the one thing that really hits me here is that, and this is a fairly new concept to me, but love in response to love isn't really love, it's reward. If we aren't loving the unlovable, we're not really experiencing what love is. If we can't love the lady that owes us a pile of money and there's no chance we're ever going to get it back, and we, you know, go after her as here's a deadbeat and I need to take her to court, well, none of that is biblical response. Love is forgiveness. You forgive the debt. Do you loan her more money? you give her more money? Probably not. But do we let that those things come in between us and a relationship with others. Hmm. No. And yes, it's easy to love those that love us. It's tough to love the unlovable, but that's what we're called to do. And Jesus says that, though, in certain terms. He says, you know, if you love those that love you, big deal. I mean, that's the Jim American version of that, but that's pretty much what he said. Well, we have this other clip, which actually I don't think we've got time for to, from the movie Chef, mm-hmm. where, and, I, and I'll just set it up for you because I think it speaks well to another aspect of this. He, this man is with working with his son, and they're cooking sandwiches, and the son pulls out this Burt one, and they're, they're promoting the new thing that they're doing with this sort of mobile food wagon, and so they're not charging for the food, and since the sandwich is burned, the, the young man says, well, it doesn't matter. They're not paying for it anyway, and the dad takes him outside and says, now, son, this is what we do. We do it well. We love what we do. And he gives him the, the, this whole concept of what it means to do something well in spite of whether or not you're being rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, he's calling his son to higher values. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a great example to me of another way to love people that, that do love us well or trying to love us, but still we're, we're we're asking of them more than than just what's average. I think that's the real key of not of, of going forth in love, acting in love, and not being concerned about what the outcome is going to be. I mean, that takes a lot of strength to do that. You know, because obviously that was the way Jesus loved a lot of people, including the Pharisees. He told them the truth, and it wasn't always easy stuff. Well, we are so grateful for you're following us in this series of course we've got a lot of stuff we didn't get to so i have a feeling we might do (laughs) a christian man version six since this was five (laughs) so you can find out about one two three and four by going to the podcast at masculinejourneyradio.org register for a boot camp again we're so grateful that you listen to us join us next week for the masculine journey